love one another. This phrase sounds so nice, so warm. We're called to love one another. But the reality of loving one another is often a lot harder. I think of that, of how important and how necessary love is, especially when times are hard, such as, as we've seen in the last week or so around this topic of of abortion in our culture. On one of the news sites I was looking at, they had a series of pictures of all these protests and marches. And there's there's one uh, image where there's a, you know, a pro-lifer holding a sign and someone with a bullhorn right in front of them. And most of the pictures, pretty much, pretty much every picture that was chosen of the anti-abortion people, the pro-life people, showed the people praying. Most of them had a rosary in their hands. St. Ignatius of Antioch, who died in the year 107, said, the greatness of Christianity lies in its being hated by the world, not in its being convincing to it. I'll repeat, the greatness of Christianity lies in its being hated by the world, not in its being convincing to it. There's even an emperor in the early church that pointed out, these Christians, they treat us better than we treat each other. The context for when Jesus says, love one another, it is after he washes his disciples' feet, so he gives them an example of service, what leadership looks like in the church, or should look like. But the first line we hear today, it says, when Judas had left them, that it's in a context of being betrayed, of being stabbed in the back. Then the next line, Jesus says, now is the Son of Man glorified. That our faith shines the truest when we love in the face of persecution. Jesus says elsewhere in Luke 6, he says, do to others as you would have them do to you. For if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. If you lend money to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners and get back the same amount. But rather, love your enemies and do good to them and lend expecting nothing back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High, for he himself is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. The early church was able to face persecutions because they knew the one who had power over death. That the risen Jesus, the power of Easter, gave joy and hope to these disciples. Jesus showing us what love looks like gave them an example and by his grace in the sacraments gave gave us the grace to love others. St. Thomas Aquinas defines love as 
when we will the good of the other for the sake of the other. That I want what's good for you for your sake. That's, that's where Catholics see themselves in this discussion of abortion, that, that we want the model of love. Jesus says, I don't want you to have to suffer. I will suffer out of love for you. And, and every mother endures some of this. Of, I care about you. I will be willing to sacrifice and suffer in my own body out of love for you. And the rhetoric of abortion actually inverts that. That I do not want to have to suffer. I would rather somebody else suffer, even to the termination of their life, rather than me have to suffer. But because of original sin, every one of us is tempted to live that way. We're tempted to want to take the easy road. We're tempted to, to not suffer. That, that someone else can do the hard work. I don't want to have to do that. Jesus shows his love by being willing to do that. And he calls us to do the same. The early apostles and disciples understood this. In, in our reading from Acts today, Paul and Barnabas, they strengthened the, the spirits of the disciples and exhorted them to persevere in the faith, saying, it is necessary for you, it is necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. It is necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. That, that's not something you want to say if you're trying to win over a lot of new followers. That's, that doesn't seem very inviting. Like, why would I want that? Unless the cost was worth it. And they knew the benefit. They saw Jesus risen. And that Every cost was worth it. In the book of Revelation, we hear, He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there shall be no more death or mourning, wailing or pain, for the old order has passed away. That Christ conquers death, suffering. Christ conquers misunderstanding, abuse, anger. He doesn't run away from it, but he, he opens up his arms and welcomes it. He doesn't fight it. He doesn't stop it. That, that's what I saw in those images. That these, you just feel, that you just see the anger in the pictures. And yet those people are there like, we love you. We love your unborn children. And bring me your pain. It's almost like Jesus is drawing out our pain. Jesus is drawing out our suffering and our sin so that we can be freed from it and experience the life he desires for us. This Earlier today in Rome, Pope Francis canonized 10 new saints. And I'm gonna mention three of them. One of them was a guy named Titus Bransma. He was a Dutch professor, journalist, and priest. And he opposed Nazi propaganda in Catholic newspapers during World War II, and he was killed by lethal injection in Dachau, concentration camp in 1942. That his trust in the Lord, his willingness to suffer, that now he's glorified. 
The second person, Devasahayam Pillai, he was a lay person from India who in the 18th century, he converted from Hinduism to Catholicism, but simply just for converting, for being baptized, like we had seven students baptized a few weeks ago, just for that action, he was tortured and martyred. And by uniting his sufferings to Christ in that way, that now we recognize that he shares in the glory of Christ in heaven. Jesus says today, my children, I will be with you only a little while longer. I give you a new commandment, love one another. As I have loved you, so you also should love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another, if you will the good of others, even when they hate you. The last saint I want to mention is a gentleman who was named Charles de Foucauld. He was a French soldier and explorer. And when he says in his own words, when he was younger, he wanted nothing to do with God. He was all about worldly pleasure. But then he experienced this conversion. He became a Trappist monk and chose to become a missionary to the Muslims in Algeria. And these are, I want to read some words of his. And so here's a person going to a place where he's not really wanted, which is not too unlike what we find across the street here. Um, and this is what he says, though. It is not where the ground is most hallowed that I must go, but where the souls are in greatest need. He says, let us love all human beings because they are our brothers and sisters. And God wants us to look at them tenderly and love them just as they are, because each is a child of God who is beloved and adored. He says, have that tender care that expresses itself in the little things that are like a balm for the heart. Console and ease the pain of others through the tiniest of attentions. Be as tender and attentive toward those whom God puts on our path as brother towards a brother or a mother for her child. He says, be charitable, mild, and humble towards all people. Do not set out to conquer anybody. Jesus taught us to go like lambs among wolves and not to speak roughly or spitefully, not to throw insults, not to take up arms. Lead souls gradually to Jesus by putting into practice Jesus' goodness. And lastly, he said, My Lord Jesus, you said there is no greater love than to give one's life for one's friend. With all my heart, I want to give my life for you. I am begging you for that. Yet let it not be my will, but yours. My God, forgive my enemies. Bring them to salvation. Not everybody was happy that Brother Charles, Father Charles, was in Algeria. And on December 1st, 1916, he was killed. Love is not simply or merely a witness to the world of our love of Christ, but in the action of loving, it molds us into the saints God created us to be.